0: What's up guys our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode this is dave vicious along with just the total package craig the british bulldog Major hey, Boy up? Joe, and cuz bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling no inside sources no oh. ties to the industry just stories from the diehards sharing opinions oh, with you can someone feed me today's topic
1: my child generation era aka hey, the new generation era.
0: what generation is that buddy
1: new generation of course the you know Before the Attitude Era, which that was a major part of my childhood and Ruthless Aggression was my teenage, but this was like the beginning of my childhood right here, Um, other than the few years of the, uh, you know, 80s that just showed me when I was a kid, but this is my main, yeah, this is where I spent most of my childhood right here.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really crazy time, kind of a short era. But yep. there's there's a lot of reasons why it came out the way it did. We'll get into it in just a second. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, <clears> Spotify, <throat> SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Shooter, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at owb twenty nineteen or on Facebook Meta at our wrestling podcast? Um Joe, you remember this era. Oh, What's uh what stands out to you before we get uh, into Yeah, it. Joe.
2: I mean, before yeah, we really get into it, like, uh, like I mean, I was trying to think of like how to <laughs> think about it yeah, in right. terms of like now or in the reverse.
0: <laughs> oh, like what you in thought about reverse- is now versus like, actually like, I You're mean, to think
2: that? about it, to, to think about it like as it happened right now, it seemed like a very it was a, a desperation era. Yeah, you know, it was desperation. It was holy shit. What do we do without Hogan? What are what we, we going to do, do without Hogan? Right. How do we proceed? And Vince kind of like grasping at straws and finding some things that like were legitimate. Finding finding Bret Hart, finding Shawn Michaels in both its pros and cons of finding tra- Shawn Michaels. I think more more cons than anything, but like, um, but finding Bret Hart, find and then finding some of the, some of these new stars. Finding Diesel, finding uh, Razor Ramon, and finding. Um, and to a certain extent, struggling for years during that uh during the new generation, but uh but the Owen Heart, you know, the Bret Harts, the Owen Hearts, the 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 Razor Ramones, or and Diesels that came out of it, pretty significant. Um that's
3: what I remember. I think you actually you said it perfect, Joe, when yeah. uh Dave was addressing cuz earlier and cuz like is like I pretty much this was like my his eighties basically. He's like he grew yeah. up during this. Yeah. Like because you're in the minority in the sense that, like, there's very there's a smaller audience that got hooked in the early mid-90s oh, yeah. than did in the 80s. Because the 80s was a boom period. Um, and yeah. then it started shrinking down. And then by, like, 91, 92, the WWF was in total turmoil because of the steroid scandal and then the sexual assault scandal that was also going on and the, you know, the Donahue segments and everything else and the current affair segments yeah. and all that. And so Vince was hurt. And then, so he had to pull away from uh, superstars that were obviously on the gas, like for the most part of their career, but also they were aging on top of that. So Hogan was getting super old. Uh, he was starting to get booed in like 1992 on live TV. Hogan would get booed. And I, as a fan only, I look back, we talked about it in past podcasts. I think Joe did talk about it. Um, when you look at things in with twenty twenty two eyes, you kind of appreciate them more than you did. And when yeah. I was a fan growing up in the early nineties, I was still like junior high, yeah. high school, and I hated the New Generation era. And I, I because hated it. I was so I grew up on the eighties, and then Joe introduced me to Crockett Promotions, and so like I grew up on Hogan and Flair and <laughs> the Road Warriors and Savage and all the larger than life characters. I had a hard time accepting the New Generation because Vince in a year's pants so. Think about it. This just do Royal Rumble to Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble 1992. You can name all the big names in the hit wrestling history. You can name Flair, Piper, Jake the Snake, Hogan, The Undertaker, uh, Savage, um, British Bulldog. Uh, you know, so many different, so many massive We're names. Gone. You go to Royal Rumble '93, and you're it's a completely different roster. You started uncovering these guys that I did not appreciate at the time, but now I look back. I'm like. That that generation had to happen before the, the attitude the, era you know, could sure. so oh, Yeah, well done, a thing. yeah. E- everything is like so. Joe, you did nail it perfect, but I I hated the the you, new generation era when I, I was living it. through you it. You had to grow I look the back guys, now though. and I'm like, all that stuff absolutely 100 had to have happened yeah. for everything else to go. Yeah, ninety three to have took, Ninety three to, to ninety five, like savage, absolute you know?
2: bored me to tears. You know, I mean, for the most yeah. part, like. I mean, there were some great matches, but I mean, even even Vince himself, there's a there's a, you know, the story of Vince going to Ric Flair in late 92 and or, you know, uh, late 92 or late 93 and saying, we're going in a different direction. I'm going to release you for, you know, go different way go 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 yeah, back yeah. to go back to dub and then you put the title and,
3: abruptly on brett in like then, october of 92 yeah, like, and it was just abruptly like put it on
2: world. brett and then it was like and then it was off to the races and you know you look at uh you look at sales you look at uh 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 ticket sales you look at uh box office you look at pay-per-views, yeah. pay-per-views everything's down you know is that new generation's fault is it is it brett hart's fault is it sean michael's fault is it is it any of those guys fault Hard to, Hard to say. He's got
3: it turned over. I just got this. Flair's getting up, and he's trying to detract the referee, but he did Oh, it. he gave up. We've seen
2: history. Now. Hard to say. Uh it could just be that the business was down and that there was a lack of interest. Which but, I think
3: looking back now, that was correct.
2: And with Hogan, I think we can all agree it wasn't about like the actual wrestling. It was about the storyline. It was about the, the drama, the charisma of that particular pers- persona. Yeah. And with the new generation, you had to go into a new uh like segment of wrestling which was we got to focus on the work you know like all we have is hardcore fans we don't have casual fans at this point all we have is hardcore fans so we have to we have to put the belt on a guy that is a is a worker we have to have good matches we have to like try to sell the product on not storyline per se of but wrestling larger than life Hercules versus monsters. We have to look it on, on like, they almost had to go like a territory style of, well, is this a good, we have to actually put on a good match.
0: In the early nineties, WWFs that they're taking a beating steroid scandal had rocked the promotion. And even though Vince McMahon was acquitted, the press had really greatly damaged his business. So it's time to say goodbye to the main attractions like Hulk Hogan. He's leaving the WWF anyway. They were definitely not on good terms. I'm pretty sure Hogan even testified against him during the trial, um, and it, it was just it was just bad blood all around. And it was like anybody who's jacked up beyond 270 probably has to go. Um, I mean, I, I mean, really, when you really think about it, and Power. this became this became the time of the if you even can call them middleweights because even these middleweights were heavyweights by boxing standards. I mean, Bret Hart's a good 230, 240 easily. Yeah. Um, and but those kind of weight classes start to dominate the W. And my brother Owen. Right? So <clears throat> it was time for a new generation to take the stage, and that became the new generation era, era that we're going to talk about and those main wrestlers today. And that's the debut of Monday Night Raw in 1993, January, so it's a year back, but the new generation era kind of takes place where you really should just see that take hold in 1994 because there's still a couple of swole guys that have to work their way out, and then you purely get into these what I'd call wrestling middleweights. They're heavyweights on a boxing scale, but they're, they're middleweights by wrestling standards that are starting to take over uh, wrestling as we know it. Uh, top star, number one, it's pretty obvious who it is. We're talking about Brett the Hitman Hart. The WWE audience was not conditioned to great wrestling in the early 1990s. However, with the story trial at that fever pitch in 1992, Vince had to put the title on someone who obviously did not use enhancements to condition his body brett fit that mold for better or worse he fumbled with him at first became did with uh with brett but he would finally get behind him as the number one guy and crowned him properly at wrestlemania 10 in 1994 what he did after we can discuss for hours
3: unfortunately um, that that started like this shitty trend in my opinion where yeah. before a person was ready they won the world title and then he recrowned him like you can roman reigns is what like seven time and i'm I'm just throwing a dart at a wall right now and i'm probably right it's like seven right. time world champion or whatever it's like brett won the title out of nowhere at a house show from flare in 92 and as the, the wwf fans we were <laughs> right? used to everything being done on pay-per-view and yeah. being told to us like in an obvious story and so having the world title out of nowhere, like it used to back at when Vince's dad owned the territory, changed hands on a house show, because that's all there was, typically. Sure. Um, to see Brett just win it at a house show and me tune in to Superstars of Wrestling one week going, oh, this this just happened, you know, in the tour of Canada last week. Bret Hart beat Ric Flair. I'm like, excuse me? I was like, well, how did that happen? Like, yeah, why did I, actually, I not I see loved, that? did yeah, loved I, then, uh, Brett. Yeah, I love Brett as Intercontinental Champion, but when I saw that, I I turned against Brett because I was like, this no. is not right. This is not. And we saw, so we went as as friends, all of us, went to LA Sports Arena house shows all throughout 92, yeah. and we watched the, the crowd decline from the beginning of 92 to the end of 92. I specifically remember a house show where Brett defended the WWF Championship. I think it was like November of 92 against Rick the Model Martel. And wow. out of a, a 15,000 seat LA sports arena, 5,000 were in the crowd. Whoa. And we yeah. were just realizing like, this is, it's dying. Like it's, it's almost over. We yeah. thought like this bad shit's going to happen. You know, like I had, we had no idea the vision that Vince had, you know, cause we were so young at the time, but I, I distinctly remember that down period. So when they put the title on Brett, I turned on him because I was a Hogan guy. And even though I, I was too young and I wasn't smart enough to the business to realize that he was done. And I just couldn't admit it. Sure. It was harder to swallow the pill of Brett Hart. But then after he got through with that, they tried Hogan again in, at the beginning of 93. That flopped. And then Vince finally built Brett properly to defeat Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10 in 1994. And that was the proper crowning. I wish that was Brett's first title win. because I Yeah, think that, that would have been that would have been
2: a lot better. It was a it was a it was an awkward transition yeah and
3: to say the least but, but brett but Brett's contribution when you really look back like i think joe said it the best too you look back on brett now and i'm like every match he fucking did was not bad every match that Brett did was like god damn he was good god damn he you're was hard good. pressed to you go, find like watch something, everything you're brett. like Jesus yeah. from from his footwork to his movement to his selling Brett Hart was to so making a, anybody look good that he was in there with He's a master class, man. Like, Bret Hart is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in the ring. End of story. Yeah. Like, he was that good. He was really that good. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and it's almost unfair to kind of, like, put them, you know, it's it's almost unfair to compare Bret Hart with Hulk Hogan because you are in a down period. You are, like, it's just, it's a dip. It just naturally what yeah. happens in any market, whether it's a stock market or the well, it, movie market it, it's your, or whatever. It's your like, point, it's just... Joe, it's
0: never it's never gonna get that low again because they can save it with great technical work on a regular basis. There's so much talent now and there's so it's so structured now that it'll never be that low again in the realm of getting people in seats. WrestleMania is always going to sell out. It'll never be that way again. So it is True. It's like the lowest point in wrestling, and it'll never It'll never change. When well, I think because it's so I think fixed that's now. what
2: they were trying to do at the time. It was that mm-hmm. like let's not let it drop. Let's put at least good wrestling out there. Yeah. And yeah. See, and hopefully Thanks that all, saves it you know a little uh, bit.
0: You talked about Shawn Michaels quite a bit, so we'll jump into that. Once Marty Jannetty went through the barbershop window, <sighs> uh, we had a star in our hands. We all knew that Michaels quickly captured the Intercontinental Championship and basically owned that title through 1993. Mm-hmm. At WrestleMania 10, he made history by competing in a ladder match <clears throat> versus Razor Ramon. Some people talk about it, it's the first ladder match. We all know that's not true, but it's really the first ladder match we saw on a main stage um, that would change the wrestling landscape forever and um, inspired an entire generation of wrestlers that came after that. Um, we talk about Shawn Michaels. I was literally oh, somebody popped off. Craig, Craig said goodbye, guys. Um Still there, Craig. It's all it's all good. Um, RIP. Yeah. We'll see if he's back. I don't think he's even back. Exactly. Uh, but we talk about this ladder match and and how many people get into it. I was gonna give a hard time to Jess about Shawn Michaels' dumb face behind him because um, it drives me crazy. <laughs> um, but read I'm telling,
3: the, read the next person and then we'll cover yeah. them both. Because they there you go. Point. We'll talk about Diesel, who's a big part of this no, change. No. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: Razor Ramon. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got I got I got befuddled when I saw the screens change <laughs> and I'm messing up. So. Razor Ramon. So Ramon was looking at the inch of the WWF in late 1992 when some of the mega stars were still around. Flair, Savage and warrior after they had left, he was turned face in the summer of 1993 and never looked back. Also participating in the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 with Shawn Michaels, Ramon redefined what it was meant to work as a big man. He set an IC title record with the most title reigns and owned that title for almost two years. I think he was the first one as a four time Intercontinental champion, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yes. And and it's weird because this, you know, a lot of people kind of cite some stuff that started happening in 96 and, and, and early 97 was the real separation of Brett and Sean, maybe in their personal relationship. But I think as far as like watching their work here, they instantly became separate here because Brett was crowned in the end of 92 and he was kind of trying to go for the top, you know, thing. He was put against Yokozuna in 1994, WrestleMania yeah. 10. And uh, but I think Michaels was this the right behind him, and decided to form the click in the back, and then you know kind of have his own click back there because I think Michaels was insecure, so he needed people like Hall and Diesel and Hunter in the back too, and even this was slightly before Hunter even came over. But um, he needed that he needed that comfort in the back. That's why Michaels they hired Diesel Nash because Michaels was watching uh WCW syndicated programming it was something uh, one of the yeah, sunday yeah. night he shows he saw Vinny like Vegas that. right and he saw Vinny Vegas do a promo and Michaels uh, I don't know who if he was with someone or he called Vince right after and he's like dude this Kevin Nash guy is really fucking big so Vince will love him and but he's really funny like he's he did this thing. He's like this gambler. He's this Vinny Vegas guy. And he really yeah. made me laugh. And so they started looking at Nash. And they're like, well, what do you want to do with him? He's like, bring him in. Make him my bodyguard. I'll We'll figure it out. I'll I'll make him. And Michael's knew right away like that I need this guy. This guy has got something. And you can love him or hate him. But Kevin Nash is so great on the mic. Yes. He has such. When he's Vinny Vegas. It's weird. <laughs> he's so downplayed. But yet he has a lot of charisma. Nash he is does. never yelling ever. What what yeah. Don't promo need you. can you ever remember? Nash going, let me tell you something. Like nothing ever yeah. like that. Nash was very witty, calm, and cool, quick, and, and he's yeah. a big motherfucker. He's legitimately like you know six foot ten, almost seven feet tall. And like uh, so, Michaels like, get this guy in here. So the yep. three of them, so Ramon, remember, Michaels, and Diesel. And I, I'll let you read on with Diesel later. But Michaels and Ramon started at first. Oh. <sighs>
0: Michaels! We're, oh no! Wait a minute! No! No! No!
2: Oh no! That's oh, unbelievable! Sure got
1: Michael, the vision! Did not see what was going on behind him!
3: Up and down I can't believe that Shawn Michaels has somehow beat oh, nice. out! Mm-hmm. Um, by kind of getting Diesel just came as, in as the bodyguard in 93 and watched and then you had this amazing ladder match Wrestlemania 10 which started to define the new generation along with Brett winning the world title that night and this amazing match with Owen earlier that night it was just sort of like those four you're like holy shit like if you yeah. like wrestling in ring work Wrestlemania 10 like those two matches well, you're like good god like it these- started
2: to line up
3: yeah, it started yeah. to make total mm. sense. And, and yeah, like they, they were such. Brett, Sean, and Razor were like the early new generation stars. Diesel was actually in the Federation, but he was just kind of watching at that. Shouting,
1: here we go. Oh, no.
3: no, no. Do something with He muscled him up. And he muscled him up.
0: up. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. There's almost no way
2: out of this. Here it comes, a Rangers no. Six, we got a new
1: champion.
3: No, three eyes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. he <laughs> Then Vince is like, yeah. well, I need, I lo- I like Diesel. He's a big guy. I love him." He's a big guy. Like, He's you know, huge. He was quickly pushed. Air, he
0: was quickly pushed to the Intercontinental and the tag title reigns. But on November twenty sixth of nineteen ninety-four, Diesel defeated Bob Backlund for the WWF World Championship at Madison Square Garden. Also, I think a house show because the video you a house find show. You are correct. it's not good it was a video. House show. And, and um they got this really shitty firework display behind him when he wins it. It's so odd. Yeah um they, it's the weirdest thing just go I back think, and find it you can find it didn't YouTube they show it like incredible. like because i remember and, and by the it way then. not to
3: cut you off cuz but didn't he Vince did. learn the he lesson was... by crowning uh brett <laughs> not to cut you off but i did <laughs> uh i <but> did <laughs> cut vince...
2: you off but like shut the fuck up whoa
3: <laughs> did, didn't vince learn the lesson by crowning brett at a house show <laughs> no he did and not then he crowned diesel at a fucking house show like two no, he years did later yeah what right like fuck what are we fucking saying yeah it's insane wake up yeah with the hitman, Bret Hart, temporarily out of action. Big Daddy Cool, the ranked number one contender. The bell rings and Diesel, a seven-foot monster, seizes the opportunity. What a book to the midsection. And then from there, Bob Backland, jackknife to the canvas. Diesel, a cover. And in a record-setting eight seconds, Diesel becomes the new world wrestling federation champion the celebration was
0: on as big daddy cool became the leader of the new world wrestling federation generation yeah um so a shock crowd would watch as vince attempted to unleash his new hogan and now Dave's got uh, you can off. take Hulk hogan out of the wwf <laughs> but you can't ahead, take ahead, Hulk hogan out of ahead, brand now, you know? that's hilarious i love that jess thank you for that um one of the last last couple ones you have here.
3: Uh, oh, was, no, you have oh, to read hard. my line. So sorry, I did. You go? cause yeah, I I, I I was very proud when I wrote that line. By the way, I loved it. A a that shot. was a great line. Yeah, I just a shocked it, yeah. crowd watched as Vince attempted to unleash his new Hogan. You can <laughs> take the whole Hogan out of the WWF, but you can't take the whole Hogan out of Vince McMahon. Which is so, so you had bizarre. to read it twice. Or you just brother read it. Okay. Yes. No. Because um, because we were talking over you, so I wanted my genius. <laughs> to be. Yeah, that's, no, you're talking that's, over that's, me. That's, that
0: never fucking happens. Okay. Um We'll move on to Owen Hart, right, uh, goes, kind of off. an underrated uh, person of the new generation. Hold on, Dave. Before you go to Owen Hart, yeah. I just wanted yeah, to ask. Yeah, ask your question, Meltzer. Go ahead and ask it. Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, no, I just wanted to ask, wasn't it originally on a episode of Superstars with Todd Pettengill where they showed the footage of Diesel beating Bob Backlund? Yes, yeah on the house show okay i just wanted to make sure that's i love it you said yes it. and superstars, i want to say it was on, uh, yeah
3: i think it was also on raw no it had to have been superstars you're right i think yeah i think it was superstars. i mean raw was around but they get that survivor series which was thanksgiving week then they had the house show which was that saturday i think at madison square garden so you're right yeah i think it was either raw or superstars the next week where they showed it
1: yeah you could be right though it could have been raw too though i can't remember I can't remember now either. i well, see
3: I brought it up for now. It's all part though. of the go new ahead, generation Dave. package. They just threw it at you. Go it ahead, Dave. <laughs> trash bags. Go. They threw yeah. it at you like monkey throwing poo-poo. Yep. Right, Dave? Either way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw Joe
2: throw just... <laughs> throw poo at the wall. Let's see what yep. sticks. <laughs> see what
0: sticks. The beginning of nineteen ninety four saw the brothers of hearts uh go after it. It was an amazing match at WrestleMania 10 oh, yeah, where right. Owen cleanly pinned Brett in the opening okay, match right. of it. Uh, very much an underrated match, very much uh, stole the show, uh, very much gets into the storyline at the end of WrestleMania 10 when Bret Hart is champion and Owen Hart comes out like, I just beat you. Um, Fantastic story. Um, I don't know if it ever truly took off the way it was supposed to, um, but Owen clearly pinned him there and we had this new heel that was made on a brother versus brother mentality. What a cheap shot by Bret. Many individuals
3: think that as we stated before, Psycho Sid will bring a new get dominance it, get it, get it. to the robust Federation title! Wait a minute, Will the way through!
0: Um, they toured, he, meaning Owen and Brett, toured the country and house shows for the WWF world title during the summer of 1994. Um, Owen was a WWF staple in the New Generation era. Even through 97, Owen paid, played a major part in getting the early face of Stone Cold over with WWF audiences um, and almost killed him in the process. Um, that's, that's my crazy. extra add to that. Ah, right. um, yeah. No, sorry, about that. <laughs> and have my brother so, no, so
3: I wanted to add Owen in there as well. You should, too, because a lot of people after Bret was properly Sabia. crowned at WrestleMania ten in 1984 he had a great feud with Owen. Their SummerSlam ninety four cage match, they yeah. were it's told, awesome. Yeah, a day before they went out, they were told, by the way, you can't bleed because we're going through this thing where no blood anymore. Yeah, fuck so, off, we're bleeding. Bret and Owen. <laughs> if you go back and watch this cage match where Bret and Owen had to not bleed. So instead, Brett knew right away. He's like, well, so if we throw each other's face against the cage, everyone's going to expect us to bleed. So we're not going to do that. So they use the cage to leapfrog over each other, to block the other person. I, it doesn't even do me justice describing it. If I can find you this can footage online, it. the yeah. way they were like, one guy would go scramble for the door, like crawling on his hands and knees, and the other guy would leapfrog over him, try to get to the door. That guy would pull him under him and leapfrog again. And they did this amazing spot where they're both trying to desperately get out of the cage, and it was the one of the most innovative. It was actually the first five star American wrestling match that Meltzer gave. Get in, out of here! Really? I, I don't Are remember how sure? many years it was. Summer '94, oh, their yeah, cage yeah. match. Whatever weight you want to put on his ratings. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, um, it doesn't matter his
2: ratings, no, no, no. but like the match itself, like uh, the like match itself it. is
3: innovative. It's in a cage match where they put him in, and they, by the way, you can't bleed. Oh, okay. Like, so what? Brett and Owen were smart. Put them in, in a cage like, and tell well, them they can't then, bleed. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna going to ram each other into the cage. Because why would I, knowingly, if we can't bleed, why would I ram him in the cage? If I run him in the cage, oh. people are going to be like, you should be bleeding right now. So they they chose consciously to not use the cage as a weapon, just as confinement. And it's one of the most artful, well-worked cage matches Wow, without blood you'll ever see. And it, yeah. and it got a five-star review from Melcher, the first American wrestling five star match in years that he had given. And again, not to put weight on his system, but just to show you that even the internet guys or I mean the internet wasn't really even around back here, but like even the 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 hardcore dirt sheet guys were like this match was fucking amazing. Like this match was brilliant. Owen? Yeah.
2: No, that's crazy. That's crazy.
3: That the uh, the that... So along with the latter match it helped define, you know, five months later, this added new generation era that they were going into. Like it was awesome. <laughs> And Dave, you have one more guy. One more I think guy. We know who he is. Do huh? it.
2: Uh, do
0: it. The do Undertaker. It. Jack and Cola. Do it. Even do though it. The Undertaker had started with the WWF in 1990, Taker was is. a huge part of the rebuilding process during that oh, new yeah. generation era. He was allowed to step out of the dead man, no cell persona and actually work a match. Also, while Vince was sorting out his main event pitcher, he emphasized more on his mid card development and used Taker. To fill that spot, um, the Undertaker.
3: I, I, don't know, I don't know where you start. How we treated Undertaker was mean when we were. When we well, were. We younger. didn't like that. I, I put that was... purposely. I hated the Dead Man No Cell gimmick. Which, hated like, it. Hoking, hoking hated up, it. Yes, I know. I know. But like. No, no, no. But
2: he, but he hopped no, up. But I hated match. it. Like I, like I thought. Like, I, like I loved. I loved Mark Callis. I loved me Mark, Mark Callis. Yeah. In, in, in as a, as a. Uh, twin Hillen towers or, you, or whatever right? yeah. or whatever uh, they were called
0: skyscraper. skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. skyscrapers and like, by the way he an loved them in the Paul skyscrapers so when he
2: came Hammond. over and it was like it was like oh like this this guy who i thought was kick ass is coming over and is like the undertaker that's
0: in this crabby purple tie fucking cut up, cut up like, sleeves and... what, a,
2: what a fucking stupid idea i mean i hope i'm not the only person that thinks that no, like we, that it was we, like a stupid idea like when when it, when it came over i mean obviously like they they somehow made it work uh o, 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 over the years but like initially he, I think it was it was he, pretty pretty awful
3: right it, so but this it was i didn't like it either and then when he said this like brett even talked about it in his book i guess so when they finally brett won the title back from diesel at survivor series 95. And yeah. Brett's first major title defense was at the Royal Rumble of 1996, only a month later, or a couple <laughs> months later. Uh, and and Vince is like, well, you gotta take on The Undertaker. And uh, we're gonna have a smudge where Michaels will come down, Owen will come down, take you know, but you and Taker are gonna have a match. And I guess Taker made it a point to track Brett down. And he's like, Brett, Brett. And, and Taker was like, <clears throat> like a child. He was like, I am so glad that I get to work with you. Like, I, Vince told me I could actually work, I could work. And yeah, so whatever you want to do, whatever that. you want to do, I'll sell. I'll do whatever. No sitting up. No dead man gimmick or whatever. Like, I, I get to work with you. And he said Undertaker was so excited that Brett finally said, let's go. And I do say that some of Brett and Undertaker's matches were the SummerSlam 97 match. Was their matches were good. One, it's one of my favorite matches in the story. Brett against Undertaker at SummerSlam 97. So well told. 97, though. Yeah. Well, 97. But in the beginning, they started here in early 95, he got to wrestle Undertaker. Undertaker was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, So it started here in this new generation era where Taker got to start to work. He got to be a wrestler. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I cannot understate what I wrote. So Vince was like, look, I'm not going to put the title on you because that would be too obvious. I need to work on Brett and Sean and all those other guys and figure out what the new audience is going to like. So in the meantime, he put Undertaker on the mid card against Kama IRS, King Kong Bunny, an aged yeah. King Kong Bunny, by the way. Uh, all those people that we were like, ugh. But Vince was like, listen, Undertaker is such an attraction that while I'm yeah. rebuilding my company and I'm rebuilding the structure, what, what does this new generation thing look like? I don't know. Yeah. While I work on Brett and Sean and that kind of tier of the Taker company diesel, sure Taker's an automatic middle guy. Yeah. So even if I don't know what my main event's gonna be, if I say Taker's on the card, everyone
0: wants to be like oh i love
3: undertaker i'll get enough tickets
0: to get to the next place
3: yes and or you'll get enough pay-per-view buys before they figure out who brett's gonna face or who michael's gonna face and so i cannot understand it it almost did not matter who they were that's where their relationship got amazing i think i mean (sighs) yeah later he kept but i think after undertaker was so loyal i mean undertaker we don't even know how many conversations they had behind the closed doors that we'll never know you want to know why Because Undertaker's such a pro. He never talked about any of it. He never leaked it. He stayed in character in in autograph signings. Undertaker, yeah. So until he retired, Undertaker never broke character and talked. Never
2: once said anything about nothing. So
3: how many conversations? There were probably 10-minute conversations. Hey, Vince, it's it's Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. Hey, listen, uh, WCW just called me right now. It's 1995. Uh, They want to bring me over. Um, They're going to offer me this, that, and this. Don't say anything else. How much are they going to offer you? I'm going to match it. Uh, I'll call. I'll call the girl in the front office or the payroll, and uh, you got it, no problem. And I guarantee you, that's how many times Undertaker would just call to keep him honest. Hey man, it's ninety-seven. Uh, you know, NWO is yeah. really big right now. They called me. They want to bring me over. Uh, no, they're not. How much are they offering you? Can
2: they're you imagine you to that? Me, that if you would yeah, tell me that. Like the 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 Eric
1: Bischoff never, never
3: made that phone Brett Brett call. Son, Undertaker was number one. I guarantee you. And financially oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I guarantee you. Can, Can you imagine if Undertaker sure. joined
1: the NWO? like back then well that's what it i would mean. Have been like, like that would have been you huge. can't tell
3: me that that whenever he had breaks in his contract and i don't remember what years you know what i mean because again he was so private i don't know when his contract ever came up because nobody nobody ever talked about it even the nobody knew could not report yeah the dirt sheets even couldn't report on it because taker and, and he was so loyal to vince and he was so private with vince nobody knew shit
2: and why wouldn't contract. he like like yeah. that's also like no a, that's a good a, man like an interesting thing of like of like He's a good man why wouldn't he be loyal like why wouldn't he just say like you know what like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say shit about nothing you know like
3: right. like and I'm gonna go to Vince when I have any problems Hey WCW just yeah, called like, me and they offered me well, Vince made them, seven, a, you know yeah they exactly. me a like, million dollar like, downside Vince, and a, Vince know, offered me okay.
2: like 500000 dollars more than what you offered me What are you gonna do
3: it's like I'll pay um, you Okay that's and Vin-
1: Vince is loyal to Tinker yeah. you know.
2: Vince to caretaker, so that's
1: why, like Joe said, yeah. why wouldn't you be loyal?
3: Why wouldn't you be loyal? I, I wanted to put him in this episode because a lot of people think. Well, of he's a him big part of it. like a 1990s guy, which he did debut then, and then you know an attitude era guy and a later yeah, he is. Guy he's, a, and, he's, all know, like, he's, he's all the eras, but like he's all he's all eras. He's all eras. Vince all really, eras. when you really think about that staple in the new generation era, Vince to know that his mid card was sewn up and he didn't have to worry about it like was probably so much relief for him so he could actually work on is diesel working or should I put Brett back or should I put Michaels there? I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. And, but no matter what you got to look at all the big pay-per-views going back. So WrestleMania 12, the big Iron Man match, right? Diesel versus undertaker. It was done for him already. Like Vince is yeah. like, ah, I'm going to have, I'm going to put Kevin Nash in with, with taker let's okay patterson you want to do this hour bullshit what do you want to do like and it's just so he got to focus on it imagine if vince didn't have a mid card support and yep. all those years you know he could put comma against the undertaker in the middle of an in your house pay-per-view you
2: could put in giant gonzalez yeah. against the undertaker <laughs> l-
3: l- well yeah. yeah really and like let's experiment <laughs> with brett versus sorry so no and offense so, no uh, offense yeah. sorry sorry l- everybody. We'll, put, we'll put sean as the ic champion and then we'll put brett as a world champion but you know my mid card irs you're working taker okay like people love taker yeah. and so they can to could your, throw to him your in point and, though that you know, the,
0: the taker streak when you go down the list it ain't
3: all pretty <laughs> but, no, that, but, but, he, like, but he would do the work he would do it you're right you're right but he exactly you he would do the work and like he held that middle of the card up that vince didn't have to worry about i cannot stress yeah. the value of him during the new generation era where vince was like oh i have this guy who's a big attraction and I'm not going to put a world title on him, but I'm going to use him to hold me up and support me.
0: <laughs> Joe, you're
3: pointing at
2: something. You... I, I thought was cause... <laughs> <laughs> right I was pointing at cuz. Right. I couldn't be sure what would have point at, but like I thought I was pointing at something. But
3: so Can't to, be to sure wrap it that? up, to wrap it up, um, I, <laughs> to wrap it I up. wanted to. <laughs> to wrap it up let's wrap this shit up baby to wrap it up i i just want to talk about the new generation era because i think a lot of people forget about it because it's easy to yeah. remember the rock and 80s then it's easy to remember the attitude era then it's easy to remember the ruthless of suppression era and then the pg but it's era, real it's easy,
2: easy to skip defined. over the the uh you know the this kind of glossed over new generation age. era whoa no i'm just messing i'm just actually messing but-
3: but yeah, I just wanted to like bring up like the you big know, the five Quang, or six the that really yeah, that, that the Quangs then Quang ninjas. Um and then Gold Dust came in during this time for That's sure. True. And yeah. like they were playing around a lot, you know, in ninety five-96 with Gold Dust and Hunter came in as Hunter Hurst Helmsley and you know the like Warrior. And, so but it, it took a while. Yeah, the Warrior came back and tried again. You know, there's a lot of stuff that came yeah, back dude. in the new generation. A lot era, of good but, stuff, actually. Like the smoking guns, a which filliors. a lot of people failure is always an option. Yeah, right. Blackjack so, no, that was later. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, you know, and then Rocky Mavia came out in uh, 96, yep, which is true. technically I mean, part of the new generation A lot of era. people always
2: want to talk about, like, you know, the... Uh, Austin? the Oh, yeah, of course. The Attitude Era, this era, whatever, and it's like everything blends into each other. You know, yeah. like, everything blends. One thing blends in, it in, into the next, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, like... What was awesome in the rockin era the was what was stupid in the uh, new generation. What was awesome in new generation was dumb in The Attitude. The the attitude era, you know. So it's like well, and you're right,
3: cuz you know, like, I didn't uh I didn't put him in here and I contemplated it, but Yokozuna was a big part of the new generation. Absolutely. That's a, oh, a huge yeah. part.
0: That's what I'm saying. We I mean, had Bandman cool was a champion too, for you know, a lot of these guys. Jeff year.
3: Jarrett. Yeah. You Jeff know, Jarrett, for the the
0: yeah, games. the WWF yeah, sure. was another legend
1: that helped, you know, other it. younger talent in the new generation.
0: Yeah, the WWF worked with, with heels as champions but, yeah. for a long period of time. Like they would transition. Well done, behind Dave. Day. Yeah, well done was great.
3: Well done was. <laughs> with <us>. with Harvey
0: <laughs> Whippleman, love, kind of, of love those fucking Harvey Whippleman yeah. speedos, baby. That's right, That's childhood right there. Yeah, now good stuff. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, oh, SoundCloud, yeah. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Mark Channel. Mary. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP Twenty Nineteen, or at Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is uh, Dave, <laughs> Jess, Joe, cuz, Sounds, Craig, Mid Step Out with the OWP. I can't be that bitch. Signing left. off. Have a good one.